if I want to connect with a girl, I need to find something about her genuinely, truly that I like about her other than her looks. And that's going to be me connecting with her and showing her genuine interest in her. Welcome back to another episode of Hello and Goodbye. I'm your host, Liana. I am Jared, the officially named and anointed co-host. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we're here with another amazing episode for you guys today. I actually have a great guest on the show. His name is, An he's another Jared. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and so does he spell it the correct way? He does. Good, yes. good for him. So his name is Jared Syke Lawrence, and he's going to be talking, he's a male dating coach, mm -hmm. but he actually works with women as well. So um, he has a company called Modern Flirting. Okay. And it's actually a really interesting conversation, and I love kind of the tools and tips that he gives to our listeners. So that is coming for you at the main part of the episode, but I wanted to bring Jared on for the intro and then we're also going to be doing an outro where you guys are giving us dating advice. Oh, that's great. I'm yeah. so excited about that. So I'm also excited I because I was not part of the interview, so I'm excited to hear the yes. interview. Yes. Because male dating coach is interesting. Unlike, you know, like Dr. Morgan, there's sometimes this like overlap between like where is it a dating coach to have healthy relationships and where is it maybe like that pickup artist sort yes. of thing? So I think that's an interesting balance. Yeah, it was definitely like a different approach. Um, mm -hmm. It was definitely more tactical. Like I think, you know, it was interesting when I was talking to Jared, Psych Lawrence, the yep. other Jared, it, it, you know, there were more, like Dr. Morgan definitely gave us like tangible tools, but mm -hmm. it was more for women, you know, yeah. and whereas men could use those tools, this was more like, this is what you are going to do. Here's this specifically. Yeah. And I think men need that a little bit more because men are more like, yeah, they, yeah, they respond to like, like do X yes. specific, like strategies and like yeah, tactics. Exactly. Like and yeah. he did say that when he works with women, he works so much differently mm -hmm. with them where he works one-on-one -on -one with them because it has to be kind of catered. It's so much different. Yeah. Whereas men, it's just this kind of like, okay. It's like, Hey dummy. Yeah. <laughs> <say this." laughs> pretty much. Except for, I don't think he would use that, but yeah, pretty much. So, so anyway, yeah. So that's coming soon, but we wanted to, talk about a few things and catch up a little bit. We're going to try and make this intro a little shorter. Okay. <laughs> Jared. <laughs> <laughs> so one, uh, just remember to go check out the Patreon account, www.patreon.com slash hello and goodbye podcast. There are three tiers, the busy bee, the hustling bee, and the swag bee, mm -hmm. because we are the H and G hive. Yeah. Like the, like the H and G bee, like a beehive, right? But we're the yeah. H and I <laughs> Why are you so? Is the bee because thing I, the uncomfortable for you? Well, yeah. no, I but just you, didn't. I feel mean, like you need you explain it every time. No, I just didn't know. You know, I didn't know if anybody just didn't get it. Yeah. I just wanted to be transparent. You wanted to be transparent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, the second tier, the hustling bee, you get all the bonus episodes, and then the swag bee, you get bonus episodes plus a social media follow from us as well as an exclusive hello and goodbye hat which leads me into the next thing of i ordered some merch it came in and half of it i absolutely love i agree and the other half i'm super disappointed in yeah so so the 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 exclusive hats that i ordered are um 
online looked so much better than how they showed up. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not I'm not going to First of all, that's not going to be your reward for signing up for the Swag B Patreon account is this shitty hat that I don't like. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it's not It's not a shitty hat. It's a fine hat. It's, it's just a it's different just n- style. It's a different than- style than what I thought I was yes, getting. So yes. it looks different. It's it's basically like more for like working out. Like there's a reflector thing across the, t- the front yeah. and a reflector thing in the back. So if I cannot return them because uh-huh. I have a funny feeling they're going to fight with me on it. Uh, yeah, I have that feeling too. <laughs> I will sell them to you guys at cost. So I will not yeah. make a penny on these hats. You know, they're not horrible. They're just a dark green. Yep. And they were supposed to have blue, like, writing that popped out. Like, hello and mm-hmm. goodbye. Yep. And I just thought it was just going to be a regular cotton baseball hat. Yeah. And it's not. It's shiny. Yeah. It's a shiny hat. Well, it's, I don't, it's I've never seen sort of a shiny like hat. workout kind of fabric. I think it's like, so if you're a supporter and fan of the show and you like run and you like to wear a running hat. At night. There's a reflector. <laughs> there's a reflector on the front of the building. There's also a reflector in the back, I mm-hmm. think, by the like sort of snapback thing, but it's not a snapback. It's Velcro. Yeah, if you want a reflective hat that's a little shiny. Yeah. That you it says hello and goodbye. Yeah, you can still It is the very the first show. hat. I mean it it's it's <laughs> This is gonna be a collector's item one It's day. a collector's yeah. item. Yeah, so anyway, um yeah, I'll let you guys know if I can't return them. <laughs> and then I will let you know when they're available if you would like to buy one at cost. You know what, say what you want about this podcast, but we we really pull back the curtain on like how what's happening in oh. the life of the podcast oh for sure well and that's the thing is like you guys i'm not gonna i'm never going to try and sell you guys something that i don't believe in mm. so i will eat the money on these hats oh. if i need to eat the money yeah. um i'm not gonna be like hey there's here's this fucking awesome hat but secretly inside i'm like cringing when i'm looking yes. at it and again i'm being like overly critical because i just spent this money and got something that is not what I thought I would get. Yeah. It's not the worst. It's just not like the other merch that I got, yes. which is amazing. Yes. So um, so you've probably seen it by now if you follow us on Instagram at hello and goodbye podcast. But I did order some sweatshirts. Mm-hmm. There's a dark green sweatshirt with white hello and goodbye writing and a light gray sweatshirt with white hello and goodbye writing. Mm-hmm. And the, the font is different on each one. I kind of designed the... The green one to be a little bit more unisex. The gray one is a little bit more, the font is a little bit more feminine. I still think uh, it's a good choice for dudes. Like I would wear the gray one also. Yeah, I mean that too. If you feel, wait, do you want the gray one? Would no. you want to switch? I mean, <laughs> you like the green I one like better. both of them. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then we got these awesome mugs. They're just white mugs yep. with black writing. Um, the font is super cool. And so the mugs are 18 plus shipping. So it's $6 mm-hmm. shipping. And then the sweatshirts are 45 plus $6 shipping. So there are seven mugs available. Mm-hmm. And then if more of you want them, I'll have to, you'll have to pre-order and you have to pre-order the sweatshirts because I only ordered enough for Mm -hmm. us so we Mm -hmm. could kind of see if we like them. And, um, but yeah, let us know and make sure you follow us on social media and I'll put them up on the website as well. I'll put pictures of them up 
so you guys can see them if you wanna if you wanna get one. Yeah. But I'm super nice. excited. Yeah, thank you for the support of the show and check yes. out some merch if you want some. Yeah, that's exciting. Yes. By the way, I loved in the last episode you said something and I think you should isolate it and use it as a quote. Like you described the show in like the greatest way as you were like two people who have no idea what they're doing in their lives like or have no trying idea, to figure like, out dating and relationships or something like that yeah, yeah it was, it was yeah perfect. it's it's true though i mean we just really we don't know what we're doing yeah we were just like i started a podcast with absolutely no background yep. in how to start a podcast and i feel like we've done pretty well with it yeah i'm proud of it we're figuring out as we go i'm also very proud i think of the, the show. show has developed gotten much better for those of you who had stuck with me from the beginning or if you go back and listen to the new episodes thank you for staying with us <laughs> <laughs> they aren't that bad okay so one more thing before we kind of catch up so with the mugs there are two mugs that are going to be giveaway mugs oh yeah yes so here's the deal we have a contest remember how i told you guys i was going to give you a grade on the reviews <laughs> right because we're i'm trying to get to 200 reviews yeah. that's the next goal well you guys a few of you have have answered have the call yes yes thank you and uh, about 120 of you haven't <laughs> so to make this even spicier there's a contest so the person who leaves the most creative, sincere, or funny, or something that just kind of stands out to me and Jared. Mm -hmm. Now this also includes everybody who's already reviewed. So you will be included in this. Yes. By October 31st, Jared and I will sit down mm -hmm. and read all of the positive reviews. Yep. We'll be in costumes, because that's Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll pick two winners yes. who will receive a free hello and goodbye mug from the very first order of hello and goodbye merch. Yes. So get on it. Go review right now. You're, again, those of you who already reviewed, you are in it. I already mm -hmm. have a few favorites from that. I agree, I'll, too. I'll, basically, I'll pick one favorite and Jared will pick the other. And then we will contact you guys, hopefully via Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, so somehow make sure that we, maybe put your Instagram handle as, because you know when you leave a review, you can have a name at the top? Put oh, your yeah. Instagram handle. Well, I don't but know, then but people would be, know you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't do that. We'll figure. We, we will we'll figure, figure out, out a way. <laughs> oh, what we can do? Oh, what we can do? I know what we can do. What can we do? Is we'll say the review on the show, and then holler at us to and claim it. And then you guys holler at us to claim it. Yeah. Yeah. Honor system. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Please don't claim it. It's not <laughs> yours. Okay, so that's it for updates and news. Yes. Or that's it for... Um, show business. Show business. Show business. Show business. <laughs> There's no business like show business, just so you know. The show must go on. Yes. Okay, let's update really quickly. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I do. Okay. <laughs> so I am getting ready to leave today. Oh, it's To exciting. go on my first vacation since COVID. Mm-hmm. Zach and I are going to be driving to Santa Barbara for two nights. Your favorite place in yes, the world. Yes. I love Santa Barbara so yep. much. Uh, so we got an Airbnb out there. We're going to be social distancing and wearing masks. And if we go out to eat, we'll eat outside and everything. So yep. we are definitely make sure, making sure we're staying safe and all that. And then we're going on a road trip and we're going to drive to Zion. Oh. We have a tent and sleeping bag, so we might tent camp i've got some hotel credit we might get a hotel out there mm -hmm. we're definitely going to do some hiking 
and then we'll either, if we love it, we'll stay there, or if we're ready to move on, we might go to Telluride, Colorado. Oh, wow. We may go to the Grand Canyon. It's kind of like, we don't really have any set plans, which is like my favorite way of traveling. Mm -hmm because I think it's more fun that way, yep. you know? And you, we can kind of, Zach wants to go to this like um, place where like there's like you have been UFO sighting. Yeah. And, like, yeah, so we might go there. That's cool. And you know, I'll tell you guys all about it when I come back. So you and I will record next Sunday night and okay. then I'll, I can talk about the trip through the recording. Oh, I'm but so excited. It's been nice. Um, you know, Zach is in school. He started school to get his engineering degree. Mm -hmm. He went into the Navy right out of high school. So mm -hmm. this is kind of his first dabble back into school in like a long time. Yeah. And he has a lot of classes and he's been working really hard. So this is kind of a nice just time for him to get away. And then it's nice for me. I work really hard too. And yeah. We need this so badly. So, oh, you guys are going to have a great And trip. I'll be social mediaing, you know. Yep. So, follow me on Instagram at underscore Leanna Joan, at Hello and Goodbye Podcast. I'll be posting stuff and keeping you guys updated on the trip as well. I might be starting to dive into some Instagram reels since TikTok is being banned now. What? Really? Oh, yeah. I heard they, they just announced that Oracle was going to buy it, though, I think. Uh, I thought that didn't go through. Oh, I don't know. Well, I got a message on my phone that Trump had... From Donald Trump? You got this I, I did, yeah. He texted me. He was like, Leanna, I have some news about TikTok. That was really good. Oh, thank you. Anyway, maybe I'm wrong about the TikTok thing, but um, I think I'm going to start getting into the reels, and so I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> Anyway, that's really all of my updates. I've just been a, a great week and I'm really excited for this vacation. So that's kind of all I can think about right now. Mm -hmm. You go. Okay, so I'm excited for your vacation too. I'll give you some. I You're excited because I won't be around bugging you? No, stop, I'm not sure. <laughs> but I spent some time in Zion. So after mm -hmm. we stop recording, I'll, I'll give you some thoughts. Okay, so one update uh, you just cut my hair for the I second did. time i think yes. it was great thank, thank you. you no thank you and uh we both noticed that i'm going more gray than before it's great men, see gray. i'm all for gray hair yeah, yeah. men can it. pull off gray and yeah. it's not fair because <laughs> can that be a sweatshirt on the show? men can pull men off can gray, pull off gray. Like, I like that. Yeah, there'll, there'll be a couple of catchphrases that are associated with the show. So yeah. Hello and goodbye. Mid, yeah, and we'll start writing them down. Yeah, yeah, okay. We have no idea what we're doing. Yes. <laughs> Two people. Two people who have no idea what they're doing. How to, Oh, yeah. that should be a sweatshirt for sure. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, like, things are fine. You know, I've been continuing to see the person I've been seeing. Mm -hmm. And so something that I wanted to maybe chat with you about is... You and I were talking about this earlier today, and you asked me if about because there's a lack of conflict in the relationship, like what is that doing, you know? Mm. And like I said last week, I've been listening to this book called Mating in Captivity by mm -hmm. Esther Perel, right? And it talks about how all of those like comfort, security feelings, right, are driven by easing our anxiety and stuff like that. And that passion, that like erotic spark, is like generated by uncertainty and spontaneity and unpredictability. And so I think like, I don't know if you can relate to this, but I like when, when I've been in relationships that are more conflict laden, you know, that can really fuel like some passion, mm -hmm. you know? And I don't think like the right answer is to 
<laughs> find relationships that are full of conflict, right? Yeah. And from like, just, you know, I'm not finished with this book, but don't you think like there's a way to have like that passionate interplay with each other? Like both people need to, like there's like, you know, some like power stuff, like both people kind of need to be strong and powerful in different ways and like, you know, I don't know. Well, I think the biggest thing, and it's so interesting because I've been open on the podcast, you know, Zach and I have gotten in a few fights, but mm-hmm. we're both very strong personalities. I would say I'm a little bit of a stronger personality in terms of at first he comes off very shy and um, he's a people pleaser and I'm not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of gotten in some conflict, but you know, he sticks up for himself. I mean, he doesn't yeah. let me walk all over him, which is what I need. Yep. You know, and because of that, there has caused some conflict because that's not what I'm necessarily used to. Mm -hmm. And so you and I were kind of talking about that. I'm like, well, is that not good that we've had this conflict? Mm -hmm. And you were like, well, it's like, it's almost like when you fall hard and you go fast and then you're really vulnerable, which we both have been, it gets scary really fast and then you can hurt each other really bad because you're hurting those deep wounds that are coming up because you're being vulnerable and you know, you kind of put this person on like a pedestal and then you realize, oh, they're not perfect and they just hurt me. Yeah. And then oftentimes hurt comes out as anger or whatever. And the more you've given of yourself, Mm -hmm. like the more it hurts when something happens right Right. like the more you if you hold back more yeah and then the per and then you have some kind of fight or something like that then it's not it doesn't wound as deeply right right? yeah yeah. but to kind of go back to what you were saying like tell me if i'm wrong but what you're saying like is if there's not that kind of conflict passion or if there's not that kind of conflicted relationship because i don't Mm -hmm. think I don't think Zach and I, like, I wouldn't compare it to a past relationship where, like, with my ex-boyfriend, where it was just so much, it was really bad. Really tumultuous. But the passion was... And that's what was fueling. Yes. Yes. But it was like, okay, okay, here's a good way to put it. This is something I learned in my coaching program. When the sex is the only place you're getting emotional security from, Mm. that's not good. Yeah. You know, and so what happens is when you feel emotionally unsafe in a relationship, often the sex is more passionate because that's when you feel close with that person. Yeah. And so I think ultimately what we want to strive for is creating the emotional security without the sex. Yeah. And then the sex is the cherry on top and just kind of adds to that. And so it probably just feels a little different. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, right? Because I've always, and actually as you're talking, you're helping me think through this, right? Mm -hmm. Because I've always, I think I need people and I'm drawn to people who push back against me, Mm -hmm. right? I've always been attracted to like strong women who are independent and like have their own, are like sort of strong willed and stuff. And I like that, mm-hmm. right? Well, that's why we're good friends. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, and you know, and I'm I'm a pleaser, right? But I don't I don't let people walk on me. I don't I don't feel like you're a pleaser. <laughs> I feel like 
like you, I feel like I kind of succumb to you quite a bit, actually. Really? Yeah, like you, you're very like, no, we're not doing that. We're doing <laughs> this. I, I, well, especially with friends, I think I'm, yeah, I'm maybe. really well boundary. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm not yeah. interested in that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, you do that all the time. Yeah. yeah. But then it's interesting, so now being with someone who is very strong and very secure. Yes. And also kind of very caring and, and maybe a little bit of a pleaser too. Mm-hmm. It's it's just something I'm not used to, mm-hmm. you know? And I think... Well, I think it's good though, because I think it's pushing you out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. you know, because here we are two people who don't know what we're doing, but we're doing all this work to try and figure out what we're doing. Yeah. And now you're in a situation where you get to take time to explore this kind of new territory that Mm -hmm. you haven't necessarily explored before. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting, like, with Zach, I remember thinking in the beginning, you know, because for me, like, I'm I'm just in my head too much, and I'm kind of just like, well, I don't know. This is missing, and I don't... Is this missing, and what if this doesn't work, and all this stuff, which, you know, for both you and me, it may not work with our partners. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and that's okay. Yeah. And well, it'll hurt. Yeah. But we would get through it. Yeah. But um, what's interesting is he brought up recently something that he felt was missing mm-hmm. that I also felt was missing. Yeah. But I thought that he just wasn't. Like he didn't care about that. He didn't need that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then we both kind of found out that we were both feeling like that was missing and we needed that. And mm-hmm. it's just so interesting. I mean, it just, it makes me remember that you just don't know the person. Yeah. Until months, years. Yeah. And, you know, it's really for like that anxious avoidant, mm-hmm. it's really easy for us to be like, I don't feel comfortable with this. I think I'm just, I'm just going to go do my own thing. Yeah. Because that's the easier option is mm-hmm. to be like, ah, I don't know. I feel more comfortable just being single with myself and I'll get yep. over my loneliness versus just kind of like allowing ourselves to feel a little uncomfortable yes. for a certain amount of time. Well, and I think what Esther Perel would say is like that that's a good thing. Like the mm-hmm. goal shouldn't be like, I know this person completely. I know everything they're going to say before they say it, like blah, 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 because then that's that maybe might make you the least anxious mm-hmm. and most quote unquote secure, but it sort of limits the person. It puts the person in a box. Mm-hmm. And so that's never gonna last and work. And it also, again, you've you've taken this person who's a mystery, who is separate from you, right? If you're getting into merger and codependence more than interdependence, right? Mm-hmm. When you're like, I need to know everything about mm-hmm. you because I need to feel absolutely non-anxious and secure. Yes. And I think I need that. I don't, I don't want to feel like the person is mine. Mm-hmm. I want to feel like they decide to choose me mm. each day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, and that's like, the difference between codependence and interdependence. Yes. Right? Yeah. And I think sometimes it just takes people a little bit to figure that out. Like, I felt very codependent. I felt super independent for the first two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then I felt super codependent. Yeah. And then I found my interdependence again. Mm. Yeah, it's true. Like, we all swing. Like, the yes. pendulum swings. And then you go too far one way. And then you go too far the other way. Yes. And ideally, you can kind of settle in that healthy middle thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think being uncom- uncomfortable and sitting in that uncomfortable feeling is okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think it's like, you know, one thing that like really blew my mind listening to this book is when she said, you know, it's this, you know, we, we throw around this idea that like men fear intimacy and she's like, that's bullshit. Like mm. men crave intimacy. What happens though and where people paint men with the brush of fearing intimacy is that when they get it, it can often feel overwhelming mm -hmm. and sort of like a crushing responsibility mm -hmm. that they get really scared and then flee from, mm -hmm. right? And and I think I really resonate with that. Mm -hmm. And so, again, like this is part of why I'm drawn to strong partners and stuff like that, is that like when I'm reminded of like, this person doesn't need me, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, then that like eases my freaking out. Mm -hmm. Well, because you feel like you need to take care of the person. Yes. Because, you know, and we don't need to go too into this, but that's your thing. Yeah. Is you, that's something that you put on yourself. Yeah. That you have to take care. Yeah. And going back to last episode, right? Like that was shaped by sort of the role I played in my family yes. and all of these things, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, we're referring to the trauma episode, which was our last episode, which was really a fantastic conversation about trauma. Mm -hmm. But I really think that's great, like how vulnerable you're being right now and sharing that. And yeah. I think so many people can relate to what we go through yeah. and it's just never talked about. Yeah. Well, and, and I think too, like I always want to share things on this show and like, you know, just in my life and we don't like to come on the show and be like, let us tell you <laughs> what we've figured out. But it's all about sort of sharing like, hey, I don't know what to do here. I'm yeah. at this place and like, this is kind of feeling weird or yes. whatever. And I'm like navigating this thing that's new for me and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And so I'm still super happy to be seeing the person I'm seeing and like excited about the future of this thing. But you know, again, like you and I have talked about so many times when you start getting close to somebody, like stuff starts coming up mm -hmm. and you're like, Oh, what is this? What do I do with this? What does this mean? And right? different stuff is going to come up with different people. Yes. So, you know, that's part of it too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you have anything else? I think that's it. Okay, awesome. Well, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Jared Psych Lawrence is amazing. And then we will see you guys at the end. So enjoy. Okay. My next guest is a motivational speaker, CEO of Modern Flirting, author of How to Meet Your Dream Girl Tonight and the Psychology of Modern Flirting. He's been featured in seminars and popular media, including NTV's Made, Oxygen's Bad Girls Club, A&E documentary Born This Way, and ABC's Nightline. Please welcome Jared Lawrence. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on. I'm really excited to have you here because we've had a female dating coach on, Dr. Morgan, mm -hmm. who you actually know. Yeah, I'm good friends with her. I like her. Yeah, which I didn't realize when I reached out to you. I didn't know that you guys were friends. Mm -hmm. And I actually did Dr. Morgan's dating coaching program over the summer. Okay. Very cool. So I'm really curious, and really interested to hear uh, a male perspective of being a dating coach. Absolutely. Um, so before we get into it, can you just give my listeners a little idea of you? Where are you from? Um, how old are you? Where do you live now? Yeah, so uh, so I'm Jared. I'm living right now in Florida, but I've been kind of a digital nomad. I've lived in New York, Las Vegas, San Diego, any of the big cities with a big prominent like nightlife scene. I've been a dating coach. Now I would consider myself a dating mentor for the last 15 years. So I've been doing wow. this a long, long time. Yeah, so I've been doing a long time. I've 
uh, studied this in depth and in uh, college, graduate school, seven years of formal psychological training across multiple universities, been a trained therapist, went and studied from shamans to nightclub promoters to Don Juans, to you name it. If, if somebody was really good or had answers in the chemistry, psychology, the you know, real world application of how attraction works and what brings people together, dating life works. Uh, I went and I studied it and I, you know, researched everything under the sun. And lately for the last about two years now, two to two, two, three years, two and a half years, uh, I've expanded that and really been deep diving into what makes people successful because Mm -hmm. it's one thing to just know how to date or whatever. It's another thing to become successful at it and actually learn it properly. And Mm -hmm. what I've been finding there is also incredibly fascinating. I just love learning and nitpicking, but it didn't always used to be the case. I'm I'm a self-proclaimed dork. I was awful with girls uh, when I first got into this. Yeah. So, yeah. So I want to kind of get a little bit into like, how did you, so you have all this training and it's kind of evolved into what you do now. But, but like, what's your story behind that? Like, how did you even get into that? Well, I never knew really what I, when I, when I was a kid, people asked me, what do you want to do when you grow up? I'm like, I had no idea. So, you know, I was going to college and all I knew was, you know, throughout my whole life, I was bullied and picked on. I didn't really have any friends. Um, I was always meant to feel inferior and, and had anxiety in social situations. So, you know, I go into high school. I remember like trying to do a girl's math homework just to get a hug and she wouldn't give me a hug. Uh, I, yeah, like just stupid stuff. Like I never, I never went to like house parties. I, I found out about one house party. I go there and the, the, you know, the girl who's from the house party goes like, who invited you? Like, why are you here? I'm just oh, gosh. oh yeah. My most notable story is, you know, prom's coming up and I'm like, all right, I'm still virgin and I don't know what I'm doing, not really dating girls. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to find a girl online. I'm going to go on MySpace. I found a girl who's never been to prom before. She agrees to come with me just because she's like, I would like to go to prom and it's too late for me. So she comes with me, runs into some girls she knows and spends the whole prom with her. So I'm like, but whatever, that's my date. I'll figure it out later. And at the after party, she ends up sleeping with another guy. And the I just walk out embarrassed, just wondering like what the hell is going on? Like, and then the next day I'm hearing about it in class and like how that guy lost his virginity that night to my prom date. And everybody's giving me like this, like awkward glances. It was awful. So, and, and this is just, I mean, there's a whole line of just shut down stories, shut down stories. Yeah. Shut down. No? Well, Pro- and quick, quick yeah. side note, sorry. My space kind of shows your age a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how old are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm 34. <laughs> 34. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Keep going. (laughs) At that time, that's all we had. We didn't have Facebook, but so like I was getting rejection after rejection and it got to a point. I mean, look, I was like clinically depressed. I was putting life sucks into my computer as a password, just to log into my computer. Like it's a daily affirmation. Uh, Mm. Just wondering what is wrong with me? Like, you know, why am I not enjoying life? Why am I not good with people? What is happening here? So I majored in psychology. I was like, you know what? Let me study this shit. Let me just try to understand what's actually going on here. And it was just a rabbit hole. First, I was going to be a psychologist. Uh, and then I was going to be like a school psychologist because I like teaching. I was learning that. Then it was like, oh, no, maybe I could be a part-time site dating coach, take guys out. I just went into this whole rabbit hole of different teachings and different societies and and like underground uh subsects of society it was it was 
crazy the stuff I've uncovered, but it was super rewarding. And what it really did was leave me my passion of really helping, you know, other guys and women out there to, to this date. Uh, I prevented at least 17 suicides that I know of. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, I'm responsible for over 50 marriages uh, at this point. I don't even know how many children. I know one, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'm a godfather to one of them. So I know that one. Aww. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's really great seeing like the control I'm giving people back over their lives. And it starts, what's funny is it starts with dating. It starts with like, all right, I want to get a date. I want to like have fun, but then it expands and it's like, oh my God, I'm eliminating anxiety. I'm being more social in general. Opportunities are opening up. Like I got about a 50% success rate of guys who come into my program, either start their own business or get a promotion or raise at work mm. just because they're like more, they're, they're seen more. They're not like these wallflowers. Uh, it yeah. really did open up everything. Well, and there's a part in your, when I was looking through your bio and kind of picking out what to, um, how to introduce you. And I stuck with, you know, the dating stuff, but there is a part where you worked on a suicide hotline for a long time. Yeah. So can you kind of talk a little bit, like you said, you were very depressed. It, mental health is like super important. It's something that it's now, I feel like in the last few years is now just starting to be talked about kind of regularly yeah. but can you just kind of speak on that a little bit well, i mean especially for men it's not really talked about or seen about too much um you know the, the whole mental health of men everybody's got to be like you know the tough guy macho you don't want to like share too much but really you know as technology expands and the pandemic and everything else we're becoming more and more socially isolated and the three key ingredients for depression is hopelessness, helplessness, and isolation. Mm -hmm. So we're being forced to have one of them. If you are feeling socially isolated, and on top of that, you feel your situation is helpless. I'm too short. I'm some ethnicity that I think is bad. I'm too fat. I'm too skinny. I'm too, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm just too stupid. I can't figure stuff out. There's something wrong with me. Whatever it might be, right? You feel helpless. There's like, sorry, you feel hopeless. Like there's no way I can do it. Even if you did feel hope, the other degree is helpless. Well, I don't know where I can find it. You, you go online and, or you ask friends or you go online. If you have friends to, to even to ask, cause I didn't, you get the same old advice. Everybody gives, be confident, be yourself. You know, eventually you'll find the, you know, the right woman will come along. It's like, well, she hasn't so far. So, you know, like I've been, I've been as confident as it can be. I've I've been me. I haven't been Roger down the street. So like, there's obviously something more to it than the mm -hmm. age old advice that society gives us, gives us of just be yourself, be confident. Things will just work out. That is really doing a disservice to understand the underlining of what's going on here, which is, and this is the single biggest paradigm shift I had that like set the, uh, set the ball in motion. This is a skill like anything else. And people sometimes don't want to accept that because it means like, oh, but there's, it loses that romantic spiritual feeling to it of, of like, it's just chemistry and it's an unspoken thing you can't quantify. It's like, no, actually, we can quantify it. We can figure this stuff out. It's like, uh, for example, jujitsu. Before jujitsu, when they were just having guys like fighting, it was like, who's tougher, who's stronger, who's quicker? That's it. And if you're a tougher, big macho guy, you'll win the fight. It's like, no, if you actually know the right chokeholds and defenses and how to be in guard, you can pretty much win every fight if, you, if you're more experienced and know more than the other person. So yeah. that's what this comes down to. There's social skills or what I call social influence that people can learn. It's a learnable, teachable skill. And when you re make that realization and you set off to actually go, well, let me figure this stuff out, 
you'll be surprised. The transformations I've seen are like something out of a movie. It's, it's ridiculous, like how much guys can improve. So I do want to talk in specifics about what you do specifically with um, the men that you coach, but what was it for you? Like how, how did you specifically go from kind of this rejection and being depressed? Like what were the things that you did and how did that, how did your life look like after that? So I talk about this in, so I have a book, Psychology of Flirting, and I talk about my story and my kind of progression there. And I accidentally stumbled into what I call the success formula, which is to be good at any skill. Once we realize it's a skill, and I just kind of like made that understanding shift, like I can learn this. It's not like some guys have it and some guys don't. I stumbled on the formula, which was three things. Practice to the point of obsession. I was going out maybe like six nights a week like talking to girls, throwing myself out there, getting rejection, taking my licks, but learning and, and applying stuff and taking action with things. I was experimenting like a mad scientist. I was constantly tweaking stuff, thinking what I could do better, what I could, you know, like my tone. When I used to speak, I used to mumble. I used to like kind of talk like this a lot when I was talking, right? Like I would just talk like, like that's how I would talk all the time. I didn't mm -hmm. pause. I didn't have inflection. So I'd play around tonality, my body language. I remember like being in college campus, like just practicing the way I walk, like mm. thinking about this going like, instead of just walking however I walk, let me like keep my shoulder blades back. Let me like, you know, stick pelvis out a bit. Let me walk. Wait, no, that's too douchey. I'm like leaning all the way back. Like I would like <laughs> experiment. I would yeah. play around with this. Right. Yeah. So constant experimentation. And then third, I got mentors. I've, I like, I had enough, insight or you know humility i guess to realize this is not something i can do on my own this is a very 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 hard thing and uh, you know if olympic athletes need mentors and coaches then I, I don't know why i'm an exception so i went and i learned from the best of the best that i could find anyone you know that could take me really and mm -hmm. when i realized is when you do all these three things have a mentor experiment and practice you know a lot then you're going to be successful whatever you set out for. If mm -hmm. you do any two of those three things, you could get it, but it's going to take like five, 10 years. It's going to take years to do. If you do any one of those things, you're never going to get it down. Mm -hmm. So after you got the mentor and you started practicing, like, were you dating a lot? Did you go into relationships? Like, how did your life change? I mean, obviously your career took off, but how did your love life look? Actually, the career didn't take off for a while. So... People think like being a dating coach, like, oh, I'm a dating coach, boom, and now you take off. Like, that's, yes, some people do it that way, but they're kind of jokes in the industry. The way I became a dating coach was, number one, I busted my ass trying to learn this skill on my own and going for mentors. Then number two, I would like t teach people for free and take people out with me and like earn a reputation so people okay. could like see me like and go, that guy actually knows his shit and would talk well of me. Then I went for another companies, other companies. I've been working with Attraction Explained, PUA Training, Miami Dating Coach, TOD, Nathan Meetup. I mean, I was coaching for a lot of other companies making like nothing, like mm -hmm. very, very little, but... I was learning the business. I was learning how it's run, what they're doing. And again, building up a reputation over time. And only like over the last few years did I actually take off uh, myself as a dating coach. But like, it's, it's a journey. Like you gotta, you know, you gotta put in the time if you want to be actually respected and well-known and, and make it work. So that, that's it from yes. the dating coach angle. But what I, I used to just go out repeatedly to like learn this for myself uh, when I was still studying it back in the day. 
Okay. Yeah. And I, and it's interesting because when you talk about how your career took off, you talk so confidently that it seems like it just kind of skyrocketed, but that's, you know, like you said, that's, that's a large skill. That's also all success. If you look at any successful person, it looks like they're just like, boom, successful. But you don't see underneath the surface, all the hard work. Like I've been learning, uh, going to school for psychology since 2004. I graduated high school mm-hmm. in 2004, so I started college then. Uh, just like last month, I became a member of the American Psychological Association. Wow. So like, there's always little like barriers yeah. of steps to do, you know, but it's, it's over time. But when you just look at the accolades on a piece of paper, it's like, oh, wow, you're just instantly successful. But like, that's, mm-hmm. and same thing with, uh, with learning. It took me about three years to get where I wanted to be with, with women and my dating life and uh, getting the kind of women that I wanted to be with and social circle and networking with the kind of guys that I wanted to be around and, and have access to. It took me about three years. Now within my program, it takes somewhere between six to 12 months, which is, okay. ast- which is astonishing. But again, I didn't have it dialed down and was learning from, from me, you know? Right. Right. Okay. So do you only work with men or do you also work with women? So with men, I have a streamlined course because I primarily worked with men. Um, I do have like a, a streamlined course where we have like a belt system. I rank up. Uh, I'm doing daily coaching calls. I have a master class, a whole library of resources for them to use accountability. Like it's, it's the whole works. It's, it's really like the secret sauce is everything. There's not like one little thing. It's just everything coming together that gets me the most insane testimonies I've seen where every day I'm seeing wins. Uh, on my Instagram, you might see on my story, my Instagrams or my, uh, my Facebook. Men, it's always one thing. They want a more active, fun dating life. They want to play the field or they want to get into a relationship. When I've coached women, on the other hand, it's always like scattered across the board. You know, some women, I want to get my ex back. I want to get this one specific guy. I want to value myself more. I want to get over a guy. I want to learn what's the right way to start you know, having dates, how long do I wait before sex, how long do I, like, there's so many very like unique stuff that's for them where if I do coach women, it's only one-on-one coaching at this point. Got it. Okay. So women is more the one-on-one, which makes sense because women are more, um, we need like emotional intimacy. (laughs) So it makes sense that you would do the one-on-one and then the men are more like, I need to know exactly what I need to do. You know, a lot more information going yeah, and that's like stereotyping men and women, but that typically seems to be the case. So what is it, since you work mainly with men, um, can you give us some ideas of specific, uh, what you said you have kind of like a belt system, like what are some specific classes or um, things that they have to go through to, to kind of like escalate up in your program? Sure. Well, first, I mean, white belts, you know, are more about like kind of like innocence, and just open mind. So I'm, I'm, for them, it's just be part, see how things work. Can you like read my books for, you know, for instance, can you just like get your feet wet and see what we're about and be open to new ideas, right? Mm-hmm. Once they show that and they're, they're, they're part of the, they're, they're showing loans to be part of the program, they become a yellow belt. As a yellow belt, the, you know, the main goal here is knowledge. So I want to make sure that they're either uh, watching the right videos in the resource library, I want to make sure that yellow belts are actually obtaining the information. They're, they're showing me like their thoughts on it. They're, they're um, expanding on what's being taught. And they're just kind of like a sponge. I look at yellow belts as a kind of like a sponge. Uh, you do have to kind of go out. Like, so in order to level up, you do have to take some action. They have to like be able to go out and show me that they went off, did an approach or did something. Maybe they changed their profile around. 
uh, but something that shows they're actually implementing what's being done here. Mm -hmm. Orange belts, that's more like the real action takers. At this point, you're starting my 30-week masterclass. It's, like, it's a month, 30 weeks long, step-by-step -step instruction what to do. I want to see that you're moving along uh, through that and that you're actually using the, what, you know, my Slack channel, which is like the, the group I use instead of Facebook. And we go into all different topics like health. They're doing stuff to better their, their mind and body. Uh, wealth channels, they're doing stuff to get better at work, their careers, more learning there. They're doing stuff for the build of their social circle. You know, it's not just like lines or whatever, you know, say to a, say to a girl. It's like, you got to be the whole package. Mm -hmm. um, and then green, we're talking about a full, like we're actually making a real transformation. You got to show that you've been getting results, you've been getting wins, you've been using what's being done here. The practice is starting to pay off. And then it just goes from there, like purple belts are more like they've, they haven't mastered it yet, but like they're pretty, they're like intermediate advanced. They, they pretty much uh, got it down. They're now building up a social circle themselves and a lifestyle. It's going beyond just approach, talk to girls and then blue belts, brown belts, black belts. Those are like the leaders and there's different like specific, more like heavy duty criteria for them. But they're the ones who've like, they've shown, a, you know, that they can get this down again and again and again. They've shown consistency. Those are the ones where like, you know, I'm seeing like the crazy testimonials uh, come off of. And it doesn't take that like blue belt, you know, again, it's like something six months to a year, brown belt one to two years. So like mm -hmm. these guys, I mean, they're really able to get that. And people usually like when they come to me, get their goals. It's funny because they'll tell me their goals and I'm like, we're going to get that in three months. Like that's nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, because they have, because they don't expect much of themselves. They're just like, I just want like something. And then when they get that, they're like, Hey, can I exchange my goals up? And I'm like, of course. So then they exchange their goals even more, but like usually people hit their goals when they first join and like when they hit become like a green belt or okay. full max, you know, it's funny to so see how it like grows from there. So how do you teach a, let's say a guy comes to you and he's like, I don't even know how to approach women. Right. Like, how do you teach a guy to, how does that even start? By giving him a process. See, it's really tough when you tell a guy, just go talk to her. What do I say? I don't just come to you. Just pull out your ass. Just, it'll be, just be yourself and just do whatever. Like th that's, there's no guidance there. Right. There's no, like, imagine going to war and someone's like, here's a gun. Just, just go fight and shoot. It's like, do I do something specific? Nah, nah, just, just feel it out or whatever. So I give them a full process. And my traction art is 15 steps where, you know, and it's not meant to be this robotic. When you get more advanced, when you actually get it really down, you realize there's no like linear thing that all, you know, interactions have to go through. That's, but what it does for somebody new starting off is it breaks it down in an easy, easily digestible way. And it shows them if something's not working, we can go, all right, of these 15 steps, here's the problem. It's this step. This is what's going on. Let's just focus on that and be mm -hmm. process oriented, not result oriented. So maybe it's starting the conversation like, and just the approach. Maybe it's keeping a conversation going. Maybe it's where you position yourself with your body that's messing things up. Maybe you're not able to like hold the attention of a group and get a win over the girl's friends and they're like hot blocking you or shutting you out. Uh, maybe you can't you know, do what I call PEZ, positive emotional stimulus, where you're making her feel positive emotions and all you're talking about is like boring, logical stuff that doesn't, you know, translate. Maybe you don't know how to flirt. Like we can keep going down step by step by step and then I can like diagnose where the actual problem point is. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like give them a process, like here's how it ideally looks. Let's see you implement it. Okay, based on what you're doing, there's your problem. That's what we're seeing again and again 
where and guys have like some of my students are phenomenal they've they've done spreadsheets where they're like tracking the amount of approaches they're doing or, or people girls are talking to and they're seeing how it's like the drop-off points where it's like 90 percent of the time works 90 90 90 40 or 30 and it's like well clearly that's a problem but you would never know that if you weren't like tracking things and actually treating it kind of like um like a scientist like looking at what the data says but if you do it yeah. by bed, you get you get these skills down so I'm really interested. So you, you know, you're saying like teaching guys, like just how do they flirt? I have male listeners and let's say I have some male listeners that they they really don't know how to flirt. Like, do, can you give us some specific tips on, on what you would tell your men that you coach and maybe just some, a summary of what you could tell my listeners? Yeah. I mean, Flirting is basically uh, showing covert interest. If you're going to connect with somebody, you're going to show overt interest in them. If I want to connect with a girl, I need to find something about her genuinely, truly, that I like about her other than her looks. And that's going to be me connecting with her and showing her genuine interest in her, not desperate interest, which every guy shows desperate interest in girls. So before the connection, though, the flirting is I want to covertly show interest where it's like, you know, Am I into you? Am I not? But we kind of know it's there, but it's still that plausible liability. It's like, it's like the fun little dance that allows a flirtatious tension to go take place. So before you master flirting and really know how to flirt, you have to know how to be playful. You have to know how to joke and tease and stay pump and, and do like little silly humor patterns and do like sarcasm or exaggeration or whatever you want to do, right? Once you're able to be playful and you get that down, then flirting is actually pretty easy. Flirting is just being playful but it has a, either a sexual or a dating uh, connotation to it, like a, like a subtone to it. Mm-hmm. And there can be, you know, heavily implied sexual or dating uh, frame, or it can be very subtly implied. Ideally, when you start off, you want to be very, very uh, subtle because you don't want to be too forward, obviously. Mm-hmm. So that's really all the flirting is. It's like, so like for a dating one, if I said, all right, you're awesome. That's it. I'm going to take you to Vegas. We're going to get married this weekend. And we're, mm-hmm. we're, I'm, I'm done, right? It's playful. It's joking around. But because sure. there's a dating connotation to it, that's now making it flirting. Yeah, I like that. I, I've uh, dated a couple guys in the past that they'll joke, be like, um, like I'll say something and they're like, is it too soon to say I love you? Or, you know, just like, obviously right. it's not true, but it's just banter and it makes you laugh a little bit. Right. Can you like, I don't know if this is super awkward for you, but can like, let's say I'm a girl at the bar. Mm-hmm. How would you approach me? Like, I just kind of want to give a tangible, like, example for my listeners. Sure. I mean, it depends on. So, I mean, I have a giant list of different ways I might do it. And what it depends on, really, is what kind of girl I feel you are just by, like, cookie cutter judgment, just looking at you. Are you, do you look happy? Are you in a good mood? Do you look bored? Do you, like, what are you giving me? Also, depends on my mood because sometimes, like, Maybe I'm very just chill and I don't want to do any some like crazy high octane stuff. Other times I'm having the time of my life and I want to go uh, nuts and be like super high energy and fun, right? So I'm really balancing these three things. How I'm actually feeling, because I want to be authentic and grown with how I'm truly feeling and what's going on with me. Number two, I want to see like what kind of girl do I, you know, am I guessing you might be? There's no way to know, but like just, you know, looking at you. And then number three, what's the environment? So- mm-hmm. You tell me those three factors. I'll tell you whatever star okay. I would use. Okay. Well, first of all, I would have showered. <laughs> okay. That's, that's good. I'm not Otherwise, a I'd be like, person. do you smell that? I'd start with, do you smell that? 
Okay. So like when I go out, like when I, when I drink, I get happier. So I get happier. I get loud. I'm the life of the party. Um, okay. I'll look super cute. I'm the friend that stands out. I know that sounds a little cocky, but it's just, oh, I have it's a big, I have a big personality. So um, big smile, well-dressed yes. up, standing out, obviously seems yes. to have a good energy. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And where, um, where are we? We're at a bar, uh, at the bar top. So it's like the bar's kind of crowded and I'm with my two girlfriends. Is it like a sports bar or is it like a club, like a DJ is at the bar? It's like, it's like, um, like a classy bar. It's like a lounge. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And that's why you're dressed up cool. And how am I feeling in this moment? Um, how are you feeling? Yeah. What's you're my like state? You're feeling, you're hyped up. Okay. So then, yeah, I mean, so I would come up, I would, everything here points to going in with a playful type starter and there's multiple yeah. types. There's functional, there's, there's opinions, there's situationals, there's direct, there's qualifying ones, there's uh, challenging starters. There's all kinds of different ones, but based on what you just said, I would go with a playful starter. So something like, um, oh my God, I was going to wear the exact same outfit. today. <laughs> How embarrassing would that have been? Come on. And then you would say, I would, um, I would laugh and then I'd be like, Oh, hi. Hi. So to be fair though, I do have the ass to pull off the outfit. I think I can pull it off. <laughs> and then I would say, I would just laugh. And then I, I'd be like, I'll, I'd probably be like, I'm Leanna. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So what I've just, so here's what I would see right there is number one is super receptive. And what I'm, cause I'm, I'm looking at you and I'm thinking this is a receptive girl. So I have five vibes I go through comfort, playful, flirting, connecting, sexual. Mm -hmm. I'm skipping comfort because you look like you're in a fun, happy mood. So it's like, if I come up to you, it's a lounge. It's, it's kind of understood. I'm, you know, guys are going to talk to girls. I feel like you'd already be comfortable. So let me just go in with playful, high energy, have fun. And that's where the whole like silly, I was going with the exact same dress. How embarrassing would that have been? If you're mm -hmm. laughing and you're receptive and you're like, hi, and you're loving it. I'm assuming, all right, she's, you know, playful is going well. Let me test for flirting. And that's where mm -hmm. I said, you know, to be fair, I do have the ass for it. Mm -hmm. now, if you would have said something like, oh, let's see. Let's see the ass and look, try to check me out. Then I would know we're on a flirting uh, level. However, be me testing for it, you were like, oh, hi, I'm going to introduce your name. means you're going back to comfort, which is fine. It just means we're not there yet. Mm. So I would, take it, I would take it back down and start doing more comfort with you and then push it back to playful. So, like, let, so, yeah, so let me tell you why I do that because I'm not comfortable with forward sexual talk. That's why I test. So, and I could, yes. here's the, here's the difference. A lot of guys might say things verbatim routine, like learn a routine, and they're not even thinking what you're comfortable or not comfortable with. I know you're not comfortable with it. Cause the moment mm -hmm. I did, I tested, I did one soundbite or line that said, uh, I have the ask for it. You ignored that thread and took it to someplace more comfortable. Mm -hmm. That signals to me, you're not ready for that. So mm -hmm. let me, let me go back and make you more comfortable again. Interesting. That's super fascinating. Uh, so I have a question. What do you think? So this is, you know, you're, you're teaching men how to kind of talk to women and be assertive and be forward and not just in a dating place, but in their jobs and life and everything. What do you think about forward women? Like, what's your take on that? Because I, for me, I've never had an issue going up to a man, introducing myself, handing out my number, asking them on the date. I mean, where, where do you teach, do you ever teach your men, like, is that something that you kind of like watch out for that? Or I don't know, what's your take on that? 
So this is a whole. This is more to do with women that men like it. Like I don't like women have this thing in their head where it's like, oh, I have to always play hard. Like yes, guys do like a challenge. Women like a challenge. Men like a challenge too. But there's a lot of anxiety and pressure off of some of the initial stuff, like an approach, right? Guys would love it if a girl comes up and talks to them.、Um, you know, even if even if they're direct, they're like, wow, you know, I just gotta say, I think you're really cute. Oh well, thank you. Like it's gonna shock the guy because he's just not used to it. But、mm-hmm. they're gonna like it. They're gonna be like, "Wow, I feel great, and now I want to talk to this girl and、mm-hmm. like start start engaging." Right. So、mm-hmm. it's more the girls.、Uh, when I when I tell women like you can just go up and talk to this guy, you can start joking with him. Uh, be like, all right. So, what's with those shoes? I, I have to I have to understand what's going on. Here, right. <laughs> like, you can just start teasing、yeah. them and messing with them.、Um, yeah. Guys love it. I think women have a、um, misunderstanding of what it means to be like forward and putting yourself out there and just talking to a guy, and then like the slut frame, the idea of like, oh, she's too easy and what? Like, no, like. Guy, yes,、uh, a lot of guys, and again, it's not all men, but there are definitely a lot of men who will judge a girl for being too sexual, too fast. That's that's just true. They'll they'll get with them, and but then they won't respect them, and that's just the thing I have to tell women,、uh, and you know, be on the lookout for. And I think all women know that. But there's a difference between being sexual, like right off the bat, versus, hey, let's flirt and and get things started. And I think you know, women are more scared of it, but men actually really like it. So there, it does become when it's like a girl is obviously way too interested in you, and she's just like blowing up your phone, or she's showing how much she's like, "Wow, you're amazing! I think you're great! I think you're great!" It's like, okay, I get it, you know, like you know, it, it, that can start to tell a guy like, "You're not really letting me make anything happen," but ex- especially initially, like it's it's definitely a thing that girls can do, and I don't see why they're they're not doing it more. Yeah, and I. I want to talk about the sexually forward thing because you know my stance on that is if you want to sleep with the guy on the first date, sleep with him. And my opinion of that is I don't think it's well. Yes, there's going to be men that are like, oh well, she was too forward. I'm not going to call her. But it's so hypocritical because they did it too. And, and to me, that's not a real man. To me, that's someone who is running away from. Uh, maybe not feeling good after sleeping with someone because there wasn't emotional intimacy. We, my co-host Jared and I, we talk about a lot. You know, one of the reasons he and I choose not to sleep with people right away is not because we're shaming that behavior, but more of like there's it just doesn't feel good when there's not an emotional connection. And you know, I, there's a lot of people that say they feel fine with casual sex, or maybe they do feel fine. But I think you know, and I was going to ask you about this too. Is like. Is there part of your program where the men you have the men look internally at things they've been hurt by growing up, maybe a parental abandonment, or you know something that we talk a lot with Dr. Morgan is attachment style, right? That avoidance or、right. the anxious, and so the girl you're talking about who's texting the guy all the time, she's probably kind of anxious, right? She wants、mm-hmm. to make sure that that guy's really into her, and so if she's feeling anxious and like, hey, you're awesome, and I want to text you, and the guy's feeling avoidant, then he's probably going to run away from that. Whereas、right. a secure man. Isn't gonna? It does not gonna matter if he, you sleep with him on the first date or if you text him first. You know, I don't know. Is there anything like that that do you work with your men on? Kind of like a introspective part of it. Yeah, so we we call it inner game. 
the okay. inner side. So build up your feelings of abundance, of self-worth, of confidence. I teach guys to be non-sexually judgmental. And there's, there's a whole lot of like ways of thinking and feeling that go into it. And we do uncover a lot of past traumas. And that's part of my masterclass. That's, I forget which week, but we go into that. I don't want to go into a, a full therapy base. But again, that's not my, you know, that's, oh, sure. that's not what they're paying for me. But I do make them aware of it. And if stuff comes up, I can recommend like a therapist for it and whatnot. It's, it's very, my program is more like future focused of let's get a skill. Let's go use it. Let's bottle it down. If there's blockages or it's like I've this feeling that's coming over it, then yeah, let's explore what's that, what's going on there. And then let's start uh, using cognitive techniques instead of psychoanalytic of reframing these bad thoughts, reframing these ways of thinking. Like she's texting me too much. That must mean uh, she goes for any guy or it means you're an awesome guy. And that's why, and she realizes you're an awesome guy. Why don't we think that way? Get those kind of thoughts going instead of any girl that would text me isn't a girl I would want. You know, like there's such bad mentalities with it. As far as the sex thing goes, I mean, there's two uh, roles coming into this. There's two things of like, when should we have sex and how sex turns into a relationship. This is more for the, for the women. Guys are very much just, guys are more simple. Guys are just like, let's just keep progressing things, obviously to sex. And then what happens is after sex is, is this girl amazing? If so, let's keep going because I want to be around this amazing girl. Mm-hmm. That's really it uh, as far a guy. If she's fun, mm-hmm. she's awesome, you know, guy's not going to stop with sex. What happens though is in the beginning when men are meeting the girl and pursuing her, yes, they can pursue for a relationship. They want to see if they want to, you know, get with this girl as well. But there's still the idea of the, the barrier to entry for sex that women hold. And then there's the barrier of commitment that kind of men hold. And what happens is if sex goes too soon, so, you know, at times, then a guy who's really just wants sex doesn't have enough time to really realize that this woman is amazing and she's awesome. And if that happens, he'll just stop pursuing. He's like, well, I got sex and maybe I'll hit her up for more, but like, I didn't really get to see that she's awesome. I didn't really enjoy myself with her. It was just a quick chase or it it was just a fun, crazy hookup, but I'm not feeling anything for her. If it goes too late, then what happens is, the whole premise of it, because a lot of times women are like, let me just keep making waiting, waiting, waiting. What, what's going on here is you're training the guy to now value sex more and more and more. It's becoming now a, a mechanism where it's like, it's, 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 it's more, becoming more of a game. It's like, all right, I got to get this down. You know, I put in the work. It, it becomes um, sunken cost fallacy and like the investment principle where it's like, been on so many dates and, and did so much stuff. Where it's like, when you finally get sex, it's like, well, got to the finish line, now what? Now it's, uh, where do you go from there, right? Because it was such a buildup. So ideal, it's ideal for the girl to basically like downplay uh, sex initially, where it's like, it's not a big deal. When it happens, it happens, we have fun. But in the, in the process of leading up to it, it just showed like, hey, I'm this awesome, incredible girl. I'm this amazing time where the guy's like, wow, she is amazing. Great. So even, you know, sex aside, I just want to be around this girl. Mm-hmm. That's what I think um, is kind of, is kind of missing. There's a lot of games when it comes to, uh, when it comes to sex and, and both guys, I see it from guys and women, honestly, it's like low self-esteem. It's like really low self-esteem and really high at the exact same time where it's like, I'm amazing. I'm amazing. You'd be lucky. I even text you. You should be so grateful on your knees. But then it's like, you don't text her back. And she's like all sad and like, why, like, why am I, you know, well, I'll never find love. What's wrong with me. So it's like, there's like 
two different sides of it that are going on in terms of, and, and men, men to an extent too, like how, how they feel. There's like a facade I think we put on to impress the other person when really if we took that away and we're just like appreciative, understanding of the other person, enjoying ourselves with the other person, not making all these random rules for things, like I think we'd be so much happier. And But again, it's, it's, an, it's an advanced way of thinking. I mean, I know a lot of guys, like I could have sex with a girl on a first date and still want to keep seeing her. It means nothing to me. Like it's to me, sex is, is a part of why I'd want to date a girl, mm-hmm. right? Like it's, it's not like, oh, I got sex while well, I'm done. It's it do if I'm enjoying myself with her, I'm going to keep seeing her for some guys there's sexual judgmental stuff that goes on, that goes into play, you know? Mm-hmm. So for women, I know a lot of times if a guy pushes or like tries to go for sex, they can lose all interest and, oh, for sure. and, yeah, and just be like, well, no, he's done. But again, like, that's pre-sex phase, right? Is he an awesome guy after that? Like, how does he act afterwards? Is he still texting you, hitting you up? Because guys, you know, millionaires will like buy an island for a girl sometimes just to like try to get with them and whatnot. But it's really afterwards. That's what's going to tell you: is this guy truly liking you, wanting to see you, building things, you know, want to build things forward with you? So there's there's a lot of play. Yeah, and and the only thing I would I agree with that on kind of like maybe a general. Like that's usually maybe how it is, but there are situations where the couple waits to have sex until after they're married or like I've had situations where I've had a couple guys be like, Hey, listen, I want to wait to have sex. Like, I really like you. I want to get to know you. Like are the ones that set that boundary and that's Mm -hmm. super attractive. And, and then when we did eventually have sex, it didn't change anything. It just brought us closer, you know? And then I've had situations where, the guy is pushing for it or not listening and they're out, like they're gone. Like yeah. I, you know, like that should never be accepted ever. But um, they're not realizing if you're making someone uncomfortable, then you're doing it for selfish reasons. And it's not mm-hmm. something we want to draw together. You're just doing it for yourself. And that's, that's right. the problem there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it sounds like you teach your men, like, let's say their goal is to just be able to have hookups or to be able to go out. It sounds like you teach them to be respectful, to listen, to ask for consent. You know, it's they're You're not necessarily teaching them to be douches. No, of course. So here's the thing I love when this, I, I, sometimes I get this from women. A lot of women are more like aware of what's going on here, but one, so one woman replied, cause the guy was like had a sexual, uh, night out he went out and met a great girl had sex with her and he was like so happy because it's like that's not his life like he, he that never happens for him and one uh, girl's like oh my god i can't believe you're teaching these guys to like manipulate women in the bed and just use trickery to get these women in the bed and whatnot and then another woman came on and said how dare you how dare you think women are so dumb and downplay that this is that this girl didn't do something that she wanted to do she mm. knows she just met him that night she's mm-hmm. not under illusion right like you're assuming that this girl like really was looking at this guy and goes, I want a relationship with this guy. And the only way to do it is to have sex with him on the first date while meeting him in a bar. Like women are not idiots. Mm -hmm. And I feel like putting this whole thing of, oh, you said a manipulating line uh, to get a girl into bed. It's like, no, she's doing what she wants to do. She's enjoying herself. Not every person that comes into your life is meant to have a full-blown boyfriend, girlfriend relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can just enjoy with them. And, but sometimes you can also pass and be like, you know, what? that's not for me. Uh, I really j- only want to be focusing on getting in a relationship as well. It's, but everybody's different. 
Uh, mm. What I teach my guys is, you know, they never, never lie, never lead a girl on to think it's something more uh, than it's not. Obviously, be respectful. Everything, consent is, of course, a must. But I, I hate the idea of thinking like women don't enjoy sex. Women don't um, want to have fun and be, you know, it, 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 there's different types of girls. There's different types of situations. So mm -hmm. I don't like anything that takes away the power from the girls thinking she wasn't in her right state of mind. She doesn't know what she's doing. Unless like she's too drunk. And then if she's obviously very drunk and the guy's meeting her, then when you realize, and I tell them like, if she's not, if she's struggling to form a conversation, if she's if slurring her words at all, you, your only responsibility is to get her home, make, make sure she gets her safe and then plan another date, see her another time. Yeah. And we have a, we've done a couple episodes about consent. And so that's, you know, so important. I love that you instill that in your guys. And yeah, I also love that you said, you know, like for me, that doesn't work. Like I, I can't sleep with someone on the first date. And if I did, I would feel really anxious about it. Mm -hmm. But there are women, they, you're right. They're Women are powerful and we're super smart. And I think we're the superior species. <laughs> and, um, you know, like, I think there's, as long as, as long as men, like you said, are not lying, they're not being like, you know, leading the woman on and being yeah. super upfront, just being like, Hey, listen, just so you know, like, this is going to just be a hookup for me. And then the woman agrees to that, then that's the right way to do it. Like, I think honesty is something that needs to happen more often. So I love that. Well, I think just to kind of wrap this up, I just want to talk a about a couple pro tips that you have on your Instagram page, a couple that I really like. And then one that I have a question about sure. um, that I wanted you to just kind of clear up for me. So, so first of all, guys go follow Jared on Instagram at Jared Psych Lawrence. Oh yeah. We didn't get into why you uh, use psych. Uh, just cause we have back in the day when I was like on these forums and posting on this stuff, everybody had their like username and it wasn't their real name cause they wanted to be secretive. So I didn't know what to, I was like, all right, I'm studying psychology. So I'll be psych. And then it just kind of stuck. And then people like recognize me as, I would say, I'm Jared. And they're like, oh, nice. Or like, they have no idea who I am. I'm like, you know, psych from the forums. Oh, you're psych. And they would like freak out and be like, oh my God, I realize you're psych. And then it would just blow up from there. So I'm like, I've got to keep this. My new nickname, Jared Psych Lawrence. Jared Psych Lawrence. Okay. So you have a couple of pro tips I really, really like. Um, one is to use voice messages instead of text. I love that so much. Not one because text you have a hard time getting tone. But voice messages, it almost seems like like a boomer thing to do. Like I feel like the boomers use voice text because they don't know how to text. And so to me it feels like kind of like an old soul and they're spending more time doing it and you can hear their voice and it seems more intimate. Um so yeah. I really love that. It's definitely and more the, intimate and there is it's awful. Now if it's like two lines, text. But sometimes I want to say a lot of stuff and I'm like, because you don't want to over text. You don't want to like the person's doing little bits and you're just having blocks of whatever, just by looking, even if I don't read it, just looking at it, you're like, Oh, just, you get a, you get a needy feeling from it. But one line of voice, it takes care of that instantly, even though it's like obviously more investing. Uh, it like does away with all of that. And you can say a lot of stuff you want to say, but it doesn't seem as needy. It's, it's really like uh, silly, but effective I, way to cut through it. I love it. I love yeah. it. Okay. And then the other one we talked about already, but if the girl feels you expect sex, you're not getting any. So I love, I love that. <laughs> Just that you're, um, in, you know, instilling that in your men not to expect sex. Okay. So huh. the one that I'm curious about is you say women don't know what they want. So give them the unexpected. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I did read below the the pro tip for that. Yeah. It's hard for me to read that being a strong woman. Mm-hmm. I feel like I know what I want. And so can you kind of like explain a little bit about what what you mean by that? So that kind of pro tip came about when maybe I was talking, I think I was talking to a specific girl, but like a lot of times if you ask a girl like, all right, here, here's, I'll give you two analogies. I'll give you two. And this is kind of what it comes down to. And again, all women are different. I don't want to put everybody in like one key box, but this is something I've kind of seen again and again. Let's take a, I'm dating a girl, right? We've been dating for, for a while and it's her birthday. Option A, I can say, all right, honey, it's your birthday. Tell me what you want to make it happen. Tell me what you want to eat. Where do you want to go? Uh, what do you want to, you know, what do you want to get? Uh, who should I invite? Uh, list out to me all the stuff you want to make this day amazing and I'll go and make it happen. That's option A. Option B is, honey, it's your birthday and, you know, I, I've got to dinner's planned. I got all our friends coming. Um, it's a surprise. I'm going to take you someplace. It's going to blow your mind, but it's a surprise. Uh, I got the whole day planned. Now, obviously you can put a pin in whatever you don't want, but I've laid it all out for you and we can go on this adventure for your birthday. Right. What I found is most women will want the option B. It's just show me like a good time. Give me a, give me an emotional roller coaster, a feel versus I want to pick everything out. I want to like, tell you exactly what I want. It's more just know what I want, right? I mean, there's classic cliches where, you know, the guy's like, why don't you just tell me what's wrong? It's like, you should just know what's wrong, right? It's the idea of, you know, they don't want to like always uh, verbally say everything that's on their mind or what they might want. They want it to just kind of like happen and just be either surprised by it or liking it. So when I'm saying like, you know, women don't know what they want, not they don't like, they're just clueless beings. What I mean is we, you know, women don't know what they want is a lot of times, especially with dating, you know, yes, girls want, you know, a happily ever after. They want an amazing, you know, boyfriend and to fall in love. But what does that look like? What kind of guy is that? What's going to do that for them? For a lot of girls, they don't know. They're kind of like out there like shopping around, but they don't know what is going to actually sweep them off their feet. And so what I'm telling guys is give them the unexpected. Give them that emotional a roller coaster ride, do stuff for them that pleasantly surprises them. A great quote I remember is like an unexpected gift in an unexpected time. Every guy gives gifts to girls on her, on her uh, birthday. If I'm dating a girl, sometimes I might just get her a really nice gift and she'll be like, what is this for? I'm like, oh, cause it's Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, like I find that has such a more powerful effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. So is, would there be may- maybe a more empowering way for women to, to reword that? <laughs> kind uh, of like I'm open, yeah. um, just give them the unexpected because I think it you know because I think it's more of like in the like I'm more than fine sending an email with be like hey listen here's my birthday list pick out a few items mm-hmm. and go for it and here's where I want to eat for dinner here's the friends I want to invite because I'm very like I'm very take take charge type a now my boyfriend now, like, let's say he planned something and it was amazing. I would be like so happy because that's never happened before. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've just been disappointed and disappointed and disappointed. And, you know, my ex-husband, like he really worked hard, like to try yeah. and get to that point, but he just was, that just wasn't his thing. He just wasn't a good gift giver. He wasn't a good planner. He wasn't ever 
you know, super romantic or didn't, you know, and I'm not saying that's everything either. Like some people just don't, romance isn't their thing, but I love the idea of giving gifts unexpectedly. And really, and I think part of that too, and we talk about this in our love languages episode, but part of that is like getting to know the person really well and listening to them. What do they like? Writing notes in their phone. Like there are things you can do to really pay attention. I mean, that's an amazing point to be in a relationship where you know your partner better than they know themselves. Yes. So I like the idea of it. I like the idea of it. Well, thank you for coming on. Do you have any, like, I always ask my guests, like, is there any final piece of advice that you would give to my listeners about dating, maybe specifically to male listeners or to everyone? I would say to male listeners, like, you know, you don't have to just, there's a lot of ego attached with this. There's a lot of uh, thinking like, oh, I'm okay. I don't, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. But you got to realize like you're only hurting yourself by not seeing your true potential. What are you actually capable of? What can you like, you know, you don't have to settle for anything. Why not go and test yourself and see what it is that you can do so you can find the girl of your dreams and get and get married to, to admit I, this year, 2020, I had uh, one of my students, Matt, who's like 44, 45, just married 27 year old, this gorgeous girl and moved to like North Carolina with her. And uh, he's happy. I think he's a baby on the way now. You know, so there's another marriage uh, in the books, or maybe you just want to like live a more fun life. So you want to build up your social circle and be uh, great in all social situations. Ultimately what it comes down to is you got to ask yourself, are you okay with the trajectory your life's going on? You know, socially, dating-wise, because uh, I get I get a lot of successful entrepreneur types and busy professionals who they're doing great with business, they're doing great money, but like they're not really living a great life, like a, a fun, awesome life that they, they they know they deserve and they want. So I would say start researching this kind of stuff. It's not you're not just like it's not set. It's not a fixed mindset where you're, you know, this is it for you. You can learn this as a, as a skill set. In fact, anyone who wants to reach out to me, uh, either on Facebook, you can look me up, Jared Sec Lawrence, Instagram, Jared Sec Lawrence, my website, modernflirting.com. Uh, I know, especially this year, you know, the whole uh, corona and the pandemic, it can be really tough. So I did the hard part for you. I researched and, and played around with it, experimented, and I have a whole guide for you called Dating During Corona. So no, if anybody... Excellent. Yeah. So if, and, and girls might like, you know, find value from it too, honestly. So guys or girls, uh, if you, uh, message me and you mention Leanna's name here, I will just give you dating during Corona for free. Uh, oh, yeah. thank you. Happy, happy to help with it. And look, if you want to learn more about what mentorship can do for you and how you can really like take off years of a learning curve and see what you truly are capable of, I'm, you know, I'm always happy to help. I would love to talk with you and see what prom points are going on. Everything obviously is confidential. That's great. Well, this has been super interesting. I really appreciate, uh, the listeners don't know this, but this is like our third try. (laughs) (laughs) And we finally did it. (laughs) But, um, Jared, I really appreciate you. I, I appreciate your knowledge and your expertise in this area. And just for taking the time, I know you're super busy to come on the show and, you just said where my listeners can find you. So I really appreciate you and, and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks for having me. It's great. Of course. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, we are back. Thank you, Jared Psych Lawrence, for coming on the show. I really appreciate all of your input. 
And uh, now the other Jared and I are just gonna do a quick outro here because I went on Instagram and asked you guys, what is your dating advice? And um, so we've got some really great answers and we have some serious ones and some funny ones. So we're gonna start with the serious ones first and and then we'll get into Perfect, the- because as you know from the from the intro, we could use all the good dating advice we can get. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll go first and then okay. you go. Okay, so the, the first one, and this was submitted a couple times, is um, learn to love yourself and put yourself first. Oh, yeah, of And course. that's uh, that's like such great advice. So that resonates with me in the, in actually some of the episodes around consent mm-hmm. because, you know, and what I thought was cool that came out in the conversations between like you and Erica and stuff is like this idea that so often, maybe particularly women are taught to like be nice mm. and make other people feel good and not hurt anyone's feelings and stuff that you sort of like sell yourself mm. out, you know? And it's like, no, no, no. Like you should always be the primary yeah. no matter what, right? Yeah. And I think for both men and women, like you, if you don't love yourself first and then you go into a relationship, that's going to show up. Yeah. You know, and, and your partner's yeah. going to feel that. And, well, and like the trauma episode, right? Like people that grow up with like healthy attachments mm-hmm. and stuff like if someone starts treating them poorly, they're like, hey, fuck you, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. and like, that's how we should all be, even though some people have to rebuild that for themselves yes. later, right? Yeah. Okay, okay, your turn. Mine, trust your gut. Yes. And this was also submitted a few times. I, yeah. I love this one because totally there's actually like some pretty heavy science on the your gut and not just have we talked about this before i was telling you this i've been telling were you telling this. me this do you know you have more neurons like more brain cells in your gut than a dog has in its entire brain that's crazy so you have like a second brain in your gut yeah and yeah. it's not just like physical but i think it's like when you have a gut feeling i think that is part of it you know absolutely i know for me i've had some really strong gut feelings and didn't go with them and then have some horrible experiences Mm, and you know not to put any shame on that but i think this is absolutely right like if i've canceled dates i've canceled plans because i didn't have a good feeling and Mm -hmm. i'm so glad that i did that well i think about remember i think it was like um two months ago or like that i had sort of started to see somebody and I was like, what this person mm-hmm. is saying to me is not lining up with their behaviors. Yes. And I was just like, and I, I just knew it. And yeah. I kind of called it out and yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Okay, uh, the next one is, don't make your future partner pay for your ex's mistakes. Ooh, That's really great advice. I have a hard time doing that. <laughs> yeah. And it, you know, it's really hard not to like, like you said, like when you've been through hurt and trauma, it's really hard not to almost compare without knowing that you're comparing. And so, but I think that's such a great piece of advice. As much as you can, you know, set, come into a new relationship, not putting that on your partner. Yes, like heal first. Yes. As much as you can, right? Yeah. If you are confused, it's not right. That's a good one. I like that one, except for. Go. I would say if you struggle with an anxious avoidant attachment style. You're like, what if you're always confused no matter what is happening? You know what I think this person means is I think if you're getting mixed signals. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So so not if... Oops. Who's calling me? Oh, my mother. Not if you're confused of like, you don't know if this is the right relationship for you. Like, obviously, like, you know, 
take some time, think about that. But more so like if you're trying to date someone and actually we talked about this in the episode and that person is just like they're not being straight with you. They're hot and cold. They're all about it one day or whatever. You're like, they kind of drop off the face of the yes. earth. Then yeah. yeah, go, go, you know, go away. Okay. Uh, I love this one. Date a dork. Oh, I do like that. Yeah. As a dork myself, <laughs> I really support that piece of advice. <laughs> you know what's great about dorks is they usually don't know how attractive they are, hmm. you know, because they're so like kind of nerdy and like, like, sorry, babe, but Zach, like he he has like posters of like superheroes, yes. like in his house, and yes. he like plays. That's my. Dude. He has played like Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. What is it? Dungeons and Dragons. Dragons is yeah. Yep. Like D&D he, for sure. Yeah, yeah. He like is all into that kind of stuff, and that's pretty. Cool. That's pretty. It's pretty nerdy. Yeah. Oh, listen. I I played Magic the Gathering. If anybody <laughs> wants to play Magic the Gathering with me, <laughs> get at me. I haven't played in years, I, I, but I am down. I played Settlers of Catan. Like, yeah, that's a big one. Twice, and I yeah. just can't. Well, and actually, you know what's so funny is like speaking of dating a dork. Like when you're dating online and you're like looking through profiles. If I'm looking at a woman's profile and it's like too like Instagram beautiful, I'm just like, oh, I don't want to date. Interesting. Like, you know, like I need to yeah. see like a real person. Mm-hmm some like idiosyncrasies or even just like I'm super into this thing Mm -hmm. you know like yeah 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 I mean I think it's yeah just yeah anyway okay your turn okay don't play games be yourself yes totally yeah and that's why again I've not heard the interview that just happened but I'm really you know I'm really interested in that because I think that I remember you and I having a, a conversation about one of the episodes from Girls Gotta Eat where someone came on the episode and was giving all this advice on like ladies like this is how long you have to wait to call back and like blah 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 and like i have a hard time with some of that yeah no and and jared um talks in the interview he's like he always tells his guys like be up front yeah like be really honest like if you're just looking for a hookup let that person know yeah sure you're just looking for a hookup yeah so they know what they're getting into yeah yeah there's like honesty is super sexy, and then when you're honest, then that person knows what they can expect. Yeah, well, and this one, don't play games. Be yourself. Goes with if you are confused, it's not right. Yeah. Because a lot of times, if you're confused, then you start trying to like, ooh, maybe I'm gonna try this. Like, yes. I'll, I'll say this or act like this, or I'm not gonna call for three days, and then you're in this. Yeah. Like, if you're ever in a situation where you texted four times and then you feel like you're never gonna hear back from that person because you texted four times, like. That's not the right situation. I like that four times is... Oh, I text like eight times. Sometimes there's like 12 texts before anybody texts me back. (laughs) Okay, so last one. Set your boundaries, bitch. Hell fucking yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And, you know, and that goes along with... Uh, putting yourself first mm-hmm. right you it's so important to set boundaries what you need to communicate what you need yep. um and to really like that's gonna set you up for a healthy relationship mm-hmm. well and actually you and i had you, we sort of were talking about our relationship as friends at the beginning of some of these tips yeah right and i think that's why we have a really healthy friendship relationship mm-hmm. because while we both have no idea what the fuck we're doing we both have always had, I think, pretty good boundaries with each mm-hmm. other. And, like, we communicate those and, like, respect those from each other and stuff like yes. that. So. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. 
Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at hello and goodbye podcast at underscore Leanna Joan at the real Jared Rodriguez. And then you can uh, find us on the Patreon, www.patreon.com slash hello and goodbye podcast, Twitter at hello underscore by underscore pod. There's the H and G hive, which now you know is like, you know what the reference is for on Facebook. Do you want to explain how bees work again? Yeah. No, okay. And then subscribe, rate, and review. And yes. remember, the top two reviews by October 31st will receive free hello and goodbye mugs. Yes. Okay? And thank you everyone who listens, who gets at us on social, who yes. gives us cool dating advice tips. Yes. Like, we appreciate it. We love so doing much. the show. Yes. We love, we love you guys. Yeah. All right. See you next time. Bye. Bye.